Hey guys, welcome in. Thanks for joining my space tonight. I'm EJ Holland with TheWolverine.com. I'm going to talk a little bit about Michigan recruiting. I have been on the road for the last like four weeks, so it's been pretty crazy. I'm going to focus in on some of my trips. As always, you guys can hop in, ask any questions you have about anything Michigan recruiting related. Um, But like I said, I'm going to talk. You guys can interrupt me at any point with your questions. You can go off topic with your questions. Uh, And like I said, my name is EJ Holland with TheWolverine.com. Uh, recruiting reporter there. Right now, you can sign up for $1 one year for premium access to all our insider recruiting content. But let's go ahead and start off with uh, some of my most recent trips. So I made my way out to the DMV uh, and had a chance to see five-star Michigan athlete target Nicholas Harbor. And Nick is obviously one of the biggest freaks in the recruiting world out of the last like 10 years 20 years i mean this guy is six foot five 235 pounds runs a 10 to 8 100 meter which is absolutely insane i think the biggest thing with nick and and me personally i would rank nick as the number one overall recruit in the country i mean those measurables are freaky that speed is insane um and overall he's just a terrific kid uh, his mother's a pharmacist. His father works for NASA. He's super smart in the classroom. So, I mean, just great all around. But I think he's a tremendous football player. I don't think he's just a freak athlete on the football field. Like, he's not just a guy that, you know, you're throwing out there that doesn't know how to play. I mean, you turn on the film and this dude knows how to get after the quarterback. But I think with those measurables, with that speed, with that height, I think you can throw him out and play wide receiver or even tight end. He's talked a little bit about uh, potentially playing offense to uh, to help his body uh, or to help maintain his body for track because he does have aspirations of goals uh, of one day uh, running in the Olympics. So, and, and I think he, he has the potential to do so. I mean, he's working really, really hard to run a sub-10, 100-meter, which again sounds insane, but I think Nick is capable of doing that. And obviously, he has NFL potential. On the football field, I do think Michigan leads right now, but we're going to be in it for the long haul uh, with Harbor. And we'll come back uh, and talk a little bit more about Harbor. Oh, we had a request, but of course, it was a Notre Dame troll. Uh, So we'll keep talking a little bit about Harbor. Uh, In terms of his recruitment, like I said, I think Michigan has the lead right now. Um, You know, a lot's going to depend on his official visits. He doesn't want to make a decision until closer to the early signing period in December. But I do think that if he were to decide today, the pick would be Michigan. But there is some quality competition, you know, anytime you have a guy of this stature, there's going to be, you know, big time schools after him right now. uh, The other school, so he's told me two schools for sure would be getting official visits. One is Michigan. The other is LSU. Um, LSU has done a tremendous job of recruiting him as of late. They've really surged in his recruitment. So that's definitely a school to watch. You know, Maryland is another school to watch. I know Maryland's not a football powerhouse, uh, but they do have a track coach that he really, really likes. Uh, it's the home state school, and they're making him the number one overall priority there for obvious reasons. Uh, so I wouldn't completely discount Maryland. You know, there's some other schools kind of 
in the background there. Nick likes to keep things close to the vest, but I think it's really safe to say that Michigan's in a terrific spot there. Um, out of all the five stars, I think Michigan has the best shot with Harbor this cycle. And Harbor being out of uh, Washington, D.C., Archbishop Carroll, there's another Michigan target at the school in on 300 edge, Joseph Poy, uh with Joseph. I think this is another kid that Michigan is very capable of landing. I actually have a pick in for the Wolverines to land. Mopoi is set to make his official visit on June 17th. I think, you know, some of the bigger competitors right now are Virginia Tech, um, Virginia, Penn State. I think Michigan's done a, a great job of recruiting him. They got him in for the spring game. Mike Elston, Michigan's new defensive line coach, has built a, a quality relationship with him. Area recruiter Ron Bellamy has been involved. Uh, Jim Harbaugh personally has been involved as well. So I think Michigan can definitely close with McCoy once he makes his uh, official visit this summer so i feel pretty confident in my pick and you know for everybody that asks when we do these on on a weekly basis i do think that michigan's going to build some recruiting momentum in the summer i do think mapoy is is definitely a potential domino to get it going and june 17th is going to be such a massive weekend for official visitors there's going to be so many talented guys on campus this weekend so i think that's something to really look forward to i think that weekend in particular, you could see some commits before then. Michigan's set to host official visitors on the 3rd and the 10th. But I think the 17th is when you'll really see uh, a lot of momentum, uh, you know, getting rolling on the recruiting trail. So um, those are the two guys at Carroll. And, yeah, they are friends. Um, Mapoy actually has only been playing football for a few months. Uh, and Nicholas Harver was uh, a bit of a mentor for him. They've grown really, really close. They have talked about playing with each other. So if Michigan is able to get Joseph on board, then I do think that'll definitely help with Harbor. Let's go to the request line and uh, hand it off to Andy Schiltz. What's up, EJ? Hey, Andy. How's it going? Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, a couple quick, easy questions for you. Hypothetically, we get Nick and Joe. Do you think we still go after another edge with Nick's versatility? Or do you think we're done there? And then the other question was just hit on O-line recruiting. I know we're in on a couple of big tackles, but I haven't heard much about interior play. So I was just kind of curious where we're at. And just wanted to yeah, tell everyone to relax. It's early. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, starting off with, with the edge rushers, look, Nick is such a, a versatile athlete that, you know, you kind of take him wherever he wants. I think he's the athlete take. I don't think he's a straight up edge take at all. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing about Nick is he's waiting, right? So he's going to decide closer to the early signing period, maybe on early signing day is kind of his plan right now. So you know, Michigan's always going to be there for Nick. They're always going to hold a spot for him. So I think Michigan could take up to, you know, three edge prospects this cycle, three pure edge guys with Joseph being one. Um, you know, they're they're working on some bigger targets, guys that are, aren't as likely, like five-star Notre Dame commit, Keon Keeley, Mike Elson mm -hmm. was recently in Tampa to see him. Um, Elson was also in Oklahoma City 
uh, earlier this week to see by Job uh, top 100 edge um, out, of, out of Norman, Oklahoma. So I think that those guys are a little more, you know, long shot tights, but they are shooting their shot uh with with two of the uh the more elite edge rushers but i think they're in a really good spot uh for some other guys uh collins at Pong out of california is a, a prospect that i think michigan is really surging for he's a guy that um isn't a true california kid he's originally from ghana so same kind of a similar story as joseph mccoy and in turn, David Ajabo. Collins is a kid that came over to the United States to play basketball, has very limited football experience. His football program actually shut down last year. He's not expected to play as a senior, but Elston went out to see him in California at a private workout. And, uh, you know, Michigan's very, very high on him. So I think he's a guy that could end up in the class. He does have, you know, quite a few bigger west coast offers but he's locked in to make an official visit to michigan this summer and i think uh the wolverines have done a terrific job with him and then uh, another guy i think michigan is really moving up for is malachi coleman out of uh, nebraska uh, elston and jesse minter michigan's new defensive coordinator were out there to see him at his uh, track meet so coleman's not a, necessarily a true edge rusher either i mean this is a kid that's uh, running the 100 meter at six foot five, 200 pounds. So I think he's a, he's another just interesting athlete. And if you can land that trio of Mapoy, uh, Antiampong and Coleman, like that's a really athletic trio with a ton of upside. Now they have low fours or I, I mean, I'm more excited about their ceilings, right? Their ceilings are super high. Yeah, they do have low floors, but at the same time, I don't think you can find a more intriguing trio than Mapoyi, Anchiampong, and and Coleman. So, yeah, I I could see, you know, three edge rushers in the class, and then you make room uh, for Nicholas Harbour no matter what. Um, And then second part of your question, in terms of uh, interior, offensive line recruiting that's a good question um you know Jerome Moore has been shooting a shot with some more big time targets uh in the interior of the offensive line that haven't you know reciprocated the interest as much I I still think Michigan's gonna end up with Amir Herring in this class it's just tough to not see Amir in this class you know I know Michigan has been hot and cold with him. They brought him in for a visit. It's, you know, it's been quiet since the visit. But at the end of the day, this is a kid that played for Ron Bellamy at West Bloomfield. He's been a Michigan lean for like a year at this point. Um, You know, it doesn't make a ton of sense not to take him, in my opinion, not just because he's an in-state kid and a West Bloomfield kid, uh, because, but because he is that Michigan kid, like he he fits that mold, uh, I think he would be even if he doesn't reach, um, you know, a, any type of super high ceiling. I think he has a really really high floor. I think he's a really safe take as a, an interior offensive lineman. I've seen him multiple times live. He's a mauler uh, while playing tackle at West Bloomfield. But I think he knows his future is at center or guard. Um, but I think Herring is, is a great take. I mean, I, I know Michigan's kind of been mum on him lately, but overall, I still really like what, what Herring brings to the table. So I think 
he's a he's a guy that I would say you know would be likely to end up in the class. I think right now offensive line is kind of a little bit of a mystery in its own in its own right. I feel like there are a lot of names and Michigan's not trending, you know, for a lot of guys up front. I think this is one where we're going to have we're we're going to have to see who schedules official visits and how much movement can Michigan create on these official visits. Like you said they're in it for some big time tackles. Caden Green's locked in to make an official visit. Um, you have Charles Jagusaw who's locked in to make an official visit. Caden Proctor is still in play. So you have these big time tackles, but I'm interested to see how things play out with some other targets. Um, especially like you said, in the interior of the offensive line. So I think that's one of the bigger, you know, storylines to watch heading into summer is interior offensive line recruiting. Yeah. It almost feels like some of the coaches are just playing the wait and see role. Like they know, or they don't know but they assume we're going to have another good year, kind of like last year. Just see if we can keep the momentum rolling. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think they're going to shoot their shots with the elite guys. And, you know, if they don't reciprocate the interest, they'll keep in contact. You know, I, I talked about it on uh, the fort yesterday. Look, I mean, Michigan, la- at this point last cycle, you wouldn't think that Michigan was getting Derek Moore. You wouldn't think they were getting Keon Saab. You wouldn't think they were getting – Darius Clemens, Zeke Barry, like, you know, it's just a lot can change with recruiting. So I think, you know, guys like Ron Bellamy and Steve Klingscale in particular do a great job of keeping in touch with those really, really high end targets while still keeping a good board of kind of next tier targets. So, yeah, I think summer will be big. I think if they have another great season this fall, you could see, you know, some some surprises late, just like last year. Love it. Appreciate it, bud. Yep. Thanks, Eddie. All right, looks like we have uh, another request. Um, Riggle. All right, Riggle, you're on the line. Hey, what's up, BJ? Hey, how's it going, man? Good, man. Um, I was just wondering about the uh, the Dante Moore situation. I know he's on campus, I uh, think, this weekend. Um, what are you hearing in terms of him? Cause I know he's been, this is like his third unofficial to Michigan. So I was just wondering where the headway is on that. Yeah. I mean, look, Dante, he keeps on visiting, right? Like this is his third visit in the last four months. I believe he's been to campus literally a hundred times. I mean, this is a kid that basically grew up around Michigan. He used to go to summer camps there for academics. So I think Dante uh, and Michigan are still very much in play. You know, you keep getting him to campus and you see what happens. I mean, Michigan is continuing to make him the only quarterback target in 2023. I think until you see offers go out at the position, Michigan's going to, you're, you're going to know that Michigan still believes they're in it with Dante Moore. And at the end of the day, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked at anything Dante does. I mean, I could see him going out to Oregon. I could see him going down south to LSU. Uh, You know, I could see him going with the favorite in Notre Dame. Uh, But I could also see him at the end of the day saying, you know what, I feel the most comfortable at Michigan. I've, I've, you know, done my due diligence. And this is a school that's, that's always been there for me. And that's kind of Michigan's whole deal with making him the only guy 
is that they have always been there for him. They offered him as a middle schooler. Jim Harbaugh has personally been in contact for years. He has multiple connections to the program. I mean, he trains with Devin Gardner. There's a lot there in favor of Michigan. I think there's, you know, the changes obviously in the offseason didn't help. The Harbaugh NFL rumors obviously didn't help. But at the end of the day, Michigan's always been that constant with Dante. Um, you know, Dante likes to keep things close to the vest. I think he's a really uh, smart kid in the way he handles his process and just overall. And then you also have to remember that Dante's 16. Like, he turned 17 this next month. I mean, the the upside is tremendous with him on the field. But I also think just from handling the recruiting process, it's tough for him to be a five-star in the 2023 class when he could really be in the 2024 class to handle this type of pressure. Um, everybody knows how much I love Dante as a football player and how much I liked him as a kid. Um, I think that, again, Michigan's still right there. As long as he keeps visiting, Michigan's going to keep recruiting him hard. He is the guy, along with Nicholas Harbor, in this in this class as kind of that marquee talent that Michigan really, really wants to get. Um, you know, you look ahead to 2024, and there's some great options there, too. You have C.J. Carr, you have uh, Julian Sayan, you have Michael Van Buren, and I really like all those guys. Um, I think all of those guys are extremely talented, but I think Dante's kind of that crown jewel on Michigan's board. There's a reason they're not actively offering any other 2023 quarterbacks. So, you know, I think we'll know more coming out of the visit this weekend. I plan to catch up uh, with Dante maybe later tonight, and then um, I, I should be seeing him soon, actually. So we'll, we'll kind of see where things go. Um, as of right now, one, one important note, he's not planning to make an official to Michigan with it being so close. He wants to see some more out-of-region schools. But again, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes more unofficial visits throughout the summer. Um, and the longer it goes, I think the better for Michigan. Just keep getting him on campus and keep working all your angles. So, um, yeah, right now he's he's still the prize and Michigan's still very much in play. Awesome, man. Thank you very much. Yep, no problem. I think we had another requester that, uh, that left because I was long-winded on Dante, but you can jump back in. Um, <laughs> no, not the Notre Dame troll. We'll ignore him. Um, but kind of just getting back to the uh, to the DMV swing. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Jason Moore, top 100 defensive lineman out of Demathe Catholic. Um, in that again in the DMV region, uh, really like Jason Moore. I think he's an intriguing prospect in that he can be an edge. He was initially. Uh, listed as an edge, but right now he looks like he's really gaining some good weight and really filling out well. Looks more like a three-tech at this point or a guy you can play in a five. Um, overall, I think Notre Dame probably leads heading into the summer. He just released his his final schools and included Michigan. But I think there's uh, room for movement there. You know, I, I had a chance to spend some time uh, with Moore, and I didn't get the sense that he was you know, a Notre Dame kid all the way. I think he's a, a kid that's kind of open to other schools. Um, I think Ohio State has a good shot. I think Michigan has a good shot. Um, it is really going to come down to those trips, and I think it's a positive that Michigan's getting him on campus after Notre Dame. Another thing with Jason Moore is he's never visited Michigan, so the Wolverines have never really had that opportunity to showcase the program. Everybody that follows recruiting should know 
that Michigan's at its best on visits. They put on great visits, especially official visits. And I think that's going to remain consistent despite the changes in the recruiting department. I think Albert uh, Karshnia and Christina DeRuder, who was there last year, obviously, are going to do a a tremendous job with official visits. So I think that'll obviously be huge for Moore since he's never been on campus. He does have a pre-existing relationship with Mike Elston, who recruited him at Notre Dame. Um, And I I think Elston is capable of winning this recruitment late. But as it stands right now, Notre Dame's a team to beat. Uh, I think that's kind of uh, the overall um, leader uh, the overall clubhouse leader across all networks. But overall, again, I think Michigan has a chance to create some movement on the official visit. I think uh, I one guy I really want to mention that I think Michigan can potentially land if they really make a hard push, and this goes back to Andy's question with interior offensive linemen, is uh, Alatuasin Babalade. And I know I screwed up that name. Um, but his nickname's Tree. He's also at DeMatha. He was one of the biggest risers in the recruiting rankings. I believe he's in the top 150 now. He was a a standout at the Under Armour camp in Baltimore. I wrote that Michigan should offer after seeing him at that camp. They did offer. Uh, Right now, he's more of a right tackle, but I think he's also a kid that can slide inside and play guard. I mean, he's had a hell of an off season and the competition for him isn't too strong. It's like North Carolina Rutgers. Um, I think Penn state's kind of in there. So I think if Michigan pushes hard, uh, that's a kid they can land. Uh, he was actually looking at making an unofficial visit to Michigan this weekend, but ended up scheduling an official visit with North Carolina, but I do think he's eventually going to make his way to Ann Arbor. And that's definitely a guy to know. I love him. He's a big, strong kid, uh, extremely disciplined, plays with great technique. Um, really, really impressed with Tree when I went out to see him. So both of those kids, Jason Moore and uh, and Babalade, are uh, two guys that are very much in play uh, for Michigan. And then going out to St. Francis, uh, was cool. I got a chance to finally be around that program. You know, that that's a, a school that's been very friendly to Michigan in the 2023 class. Uh, top 100 edge, Deshaun Womack made a visit earlier this offseason. I think things are kind of trending away there, which is why I didn't mention him when Andy jumped in with the edge questions. But they do have some really talented underclassmen, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of Michael Van Buren. You know, we can talk all day about C.J. Carr and Julian Sayan, and again, they are very, very, very good talents, but I love Michael Van Buren. I think he has kind of that X factor. Uh, he's a guy that can make plays with his legs. He's kind of just just has that swagger, that moxie that you really like. He uh, had a, a great showing for St. Francis once he became the full-time starter, played some of the best competition in the country. He's a little undersized but i think he can be bryce young-esque um he recently jumped into the on 300 literally like this week he moved from unranked to like number 160 or you know somewhere in that range overall um but i'm a huge fan of michael van buren i think he's going to continue to rise up the rankings being a saint francis kid that's already visited michigan he's definitely one to watch in that 2024 uh, quarterback recruiting group. Um, there's 
you know, a lot of names there outside of just CJ Carr and Van Buren might be uh, my favorite one out of all of them. You know, say and again, St. Francis has some really talented underclassmen. I put up a story today on top 100. 2024 offensive tackle Cameron Warren, um, who is, is looking to make a visit this summer, was really impressed with rising 2025 linebacker Carlton Smith, who's uh, really interested in Michigan early on as well. Uh, so, yeah, still still a lot of talent coming out of St. Francis, which is always good for Michigan, considering the connections there. Um, more Notre Dame trolls. Man, I swear Notre Dame fans love me so much. Um, but going ahead to uh, Good Counsel was my last stop in the DMV. Um, kid that I really, really love there that Michigan fans should get familiar with is Aaron Childs. Uh, top 100 linebacker, 2024 kid, um, kind of fits that Michigan mold just from a personality standpoint, but uh, his frame is, is terrific. He looks like that natural Big Ten inside linebacker, but he has the sideline to sideline speed to really excel in this defensive scheme. Um, he's a headhunter. He's great in coverage. Uh, I think Childs should be priority number one at linebacker next cycle. He's looking to visit in the summer, I'm told, uh, defensive coordinator Jesse Minter is a big fan of his, uh, so he's definitely one to watch. And then a- another one at uh, Good Counsel is Neil Avery in the 2023 class. Didn't get to see him work out. He's coming off a torn ACL, recently decommitted from Penn State. He's another edge guy um, that could play other positions as well, just a-, a big, intriguing athlete. But Ron Bellamy was out there to see him the same day I was, and uh, I know Bellamy's looking to get him on campus at some point this summer. So another kid uh, to keep an eye on out of the DMV. Um, yesterday I was in Miami, had a chance to, I went from like so many different places. Uh, yesterday I was in Miami. Um, a couple of days before that I was in Oklahoma City. Uh, but today we're kind of limited on time. So just wanted to hit up on those or hit on those DMV prospects. If you guys have any other questions, Right now is your last opportunity because I'm going to plug the Wolverine.com and then we're going to dip out of here. Um, right now you can sign up for the Wolverine.com $1 one year. So what you get here on the spaces is just kind of free information. It's a good opportunity for me to interact with you guys, for you guys to interact with me. Uh, but all our premium information with all our content is over at the Wolverine.com. I dropped insider notes on Jalen Brown yesterday. Um, like I said, I was in Oklahoma City seeing Jacoby Johnson, uh, the nation's number one athlete who's set to make an official visit to Michigan on June 17th. Um, had some insider notes on him. I'll actually have a really good interview with his parents tonight in our blue chip segment. Uh, so you can get all of that right now, $1, one year over at thewolverine.com. And if you enjoyed this space, you can also leave a tip on my Twitter profile. I just learned how to set that up. So feel free to do so. Thank you guys for listening.